You're listening to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Good morning, everybody out there. Welcome to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. On this Wednesday morning, I hope that everybody stays dry in West Georgia as we have got a lot to cover on the show, including the 2021 Baseball Hall of Fame voting. The Hawks get an impressive win last night over the Clippers, and the Alabama Crimson Tide basketball team gets another win over a big-time college basketball powerhouse. I want to talk about the 2021 MLB Hall of Fame voting. Nobody got in this year, and it is a travesty. They're going to have a ceremony for the 2020 inductees, Derek Jeter and Larry Walker, in Cooperstown. I'm going to break down the vote, and Kurt Schilling got 71% of the votes. Folks, Kurt Schilling is a Hall of Famer. He's the greatest postseason pitcher of all time, posts an 11-2 record. He's got 212 wins. He's a six-time All-Star. He's got three World Series rings. How could you not put him in the Hall of Fame? Just alone, his heroics in the two. 2004 ALCS against the New York Yankees with the bloody sock. That's not enough to put him in the Hall of Fame. I know a lot of sports writers don't like his personality, but that is a terrible reason not to put anybody into the Hall of Fame. Next person I want to talk about that got 61% of the votes, Roger Clemens. Say what you want about Roger Clemens and the steroid era. Yes, he thumbed his noses at Congress and he allegedly lied and threw his trainer under the bus, but without steroids, Roger Clemens was still a Hall of Fame pitcher. If he took steroids, he took it later in his career when he was with the Yankees and with the Astros, but he never got caught. He never failed a drug test. At this point, it is hearsay. Yes, it was a little suspicious that he was getting better when he was getting older, but I don't know. I still think Roger Clemens is a Hall of Famer. The next person who got 60% of the votes, Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds with 762 home runs, the all-time home run king. What we know is he used a substance in 2001 called the clear. It was not banned by Major League Baseball. He did not know it was steroids. I don't think Barry Bonds was shooting up every time he was going up to bat. He did look different when he was with the Giants and his arms were jacked up. Yes, 73 home runs in 2001 was very suspicious. But other than that, he was an all-around player. He had great numbers. He got close to 3,000 hits. He was a lifetime batting average of 298, a 14-time All-Star, seven-time NL MVP, eight-time gold glove, 12-time Silver Slugger. He's a batting champ. He was a home run leader in 1993 and 2001. And what can you say? 762 home runs. Okay, so this guy's not in the Hall of Fame. That is a big grudge, and having a dark cloud over Barry Bonds with the whole steroids has been a punishment for him. Because I think Barry Bonds is a Hall of Famer without steroids. Just take the steroid era out. Just take it out. You have players like Sammy Sosa, Rafael Palmeiro, Brady Anderson. You have players in the 500 home run club that wouldn't have gotten there with steroids. And they were pretty good players. They weren't Hall of Fame players. During the steroid era, everybody was hitting home runs. So you cannot put 
those players in the Hall of Fame. But when you have somebody that was dominating the sport in the 90s and in the early 2000s, like Barry Bonds, you got to put him in. I don't know if he gets in next year. It's going to be interesting. The two people on the ballot that is questionable is Alex Rodriguez and David Ortiz. Do they get in for 2022? So nobody got in to the 2021 Hall of Fame class, but we're still going to have a ceremony in Cooperstown to honor Derek Jeter and Larry Walker. Some of the notables, their first year on the ballot, Columbus's own Tim Hudson, first year on the ballot, and he got less than 5% of the vote. He wasn't a Hall of Fame pitcher, but he was a good pitcher, played for the A's, the Braves, the Giants, had a very good career, and Columbus is proud of him for his accomplishment, and he also played at the University of Auburn, but unfortunately, 5% of the ballot, and he will be off the ballot next year. Congratulations to the Atlanta Hawks. A big win over the Los Angeles Clippers, 108-99. to The Clippers did not have Kawhi Leonard or Paul George, so the Hawks were supposed to win. That's just a slap in the face, having them take a night off and the Hawks get the win. Trey Young, 38 points, but a win is a win. You want to try to win against the best teams to see what the barometer is, but you take it as much as you can. You'll take any win that you can. DeAndre Hunter had another incredible night, 22 points. What can you say about Clint Capella? Is he the best acquisition that the Hawks have had this year? 13 points and 18 rebounds. The Hawks finally have their rim protector. John Collins also had a double-double with 11 points and 11 rebounds. And Kevin Herter, you should put him in the starting lineup. Kevin Herter is improved. I think it's time to part ways with Cam Reddish. He had an Achilles soreness. He did not play. I think you trade him. You trade Cam Reddish because Cam Reddish is not going to be the superstar that they expected him to be. I think that Kevin Herter is going to cost a lot less. Cam Reddish is going to try to be a max player one of these days. He is super talented, but he's not gelling with this team, and I think he's been a big disappointment. All that talent and a big disappointment. Rounding out the NBA, we had... Russell Westbrook returning to Houston. The Rockets pick up the 107-88 win over the Washington Wizards. John Wall led the Rockets with 24 points. It was a nice moment for John Wall playing his old team as he reunites with Bradley Beal. There was a brawl. There were some double technicals. Bradley Beal led the Washington Wizards with 33 points. And the Houston Rockets are starting to come alive. And they're 7-9. They're still on the outskirts of the playoffs. Victor Oladipo had 20 points. They got a good nucleus of players, but it was very emotional to have John Wall play his former team. And of course, Russell Westbrook, he only played one season with the Rockets, but he returns to Houston. And the Utah Jazz still showing that they're one of the best teams in the Western Conference. They get the W over the Knicks, 108-94. to And they rally past the Knicks with Rudy Gobert, 18 points and 19 rebounds and four block shots. Austin Rivers led the Knicks with 25 points. College basketball, we had some great games, including a top five upset as Oklahoma takes down their rival, Texas, 80-79. to he had Alabama. What can you say about the Alabama Crimson Tide? 14-3 overall. They are 9-0 in the SEC, and they swept the Kentucky Wildcats for the first time since 1989. Kentucky is 5-10, and, and their tournament hopes are in serious jeopardy. Even if they go on a run in the SEC, their resume with 10 losses is not impressive enough. And John Calipari has got to be disappointed with this team. I blame it on the pandemic. 
Kentucky's going to lose their best players to the NBA. They did not have the advantage of having anybody come back. And with the pandemic, the recruiting was a little off. A lot of people didn't even realize that college basketball was going to be played. And so the teams that had their players come back that did not lose a year of eligibility, teams like Gonzaga and Baylor, they're running college basketball right now. And a team like Alabama, who has been creeping up, they've been one of those talented teams that feed off of the funding that football gets and they had a decent coach with Avery Johnson and now they are looking great in the SEC. Of course Alabama made it to the Elite Eight in 2002 and they're hoping to duplicate that. I think that Alabama, if you're an Alabama Crimson Tide basketball fan, you look at the fact that Auburn made it to the Final Four two years ago and this rivalry in football it carries on to basketball. It's still a big deal when Alabama plays Auburn in basketball. I know because it's bragging rights. And just the fact that Auburn made it to the Final Four, it does not sit well with Alabama fans. Yeah, we're talking about Alabama-Auburn basketball. Auburn gets a big win over Missouri. Missouri is ranked 12th. Auburn is now 10-7. and And Tennessee defeats Mississippi State. So that's the SEC. Looking at the ACC, locally, Georgia Tech drops to Duke 75-68. to Duke snaps a three-game losing streak. DJ Stewart scores 19 points. And Georgia Tech had Jose Alvarado lead all scorers with 26 points. We have a big game tonight in America's Georgia as Columbus State will take on Georgia Southwestern College. And that game can be heard on 88.3, and you can watch it on Cougar Sports TV. So that's going to be a great game. Looking forward to it. I'm also looking forward to the Super Bowl next week. Now I'm going to tell you what's going on with the schedule here on the show. I will not have a show for an entire week. I will return to my podcast on Wednesday, February the 3rd, and we will preview the Super Bowl. We'll talk about the upcoming matchups. I'll make my predictions. So I will have shows Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday leading up to the Super Bowl. Those will be my Super Bowl preview shows. And then I'll have a show on Monday after the Super Bowl. The Chiefs and the Buccaneers, Tom Brady going up against Patrick Mahomes in Tampa. It is going to be awesome. A lot of storylines with the Super Bowl. You have Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown playing in the Super Bowl. You have a city in Tampa hosting the Super Bowl with the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl. What a sports year for the city of Tampa. The Tampa Bay Lightning win the Stanley Cup. The Tampa Bay Rays make it to the World Series. And now the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are in the Super Bowl. We have not seen a run by a city since the 2007 Boston Red Sox won the World Series. The 2007 New England Patriots made it to the Super Bowl. And the 2008 Boston Celtics won the NBA title. Well, that's all the time I have on the show. I want to thank all my listeners that downloaded my podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe to my Facebook channel. I am on many platforms to include Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, Breaker, Radiocast, and Googlecast. Whatever device you have, if you have an iPhone, an Android, you could also listen to me on the web or you can listen to me on your Amazon tablet. I'm on every platform, so just download my podcast. Make sure you share it with your family and friends. I'm hoping to get more likes and more subscribers as this podcast continues to grow. I have done this podcast for one year. My one-year anniversary will be January the 30th of 2020. 
I've had over 200 episodes. I feel this podcast has been a success, and I'm hoping to get some guests back on the show as well. Hope everybody still is safe out there. We're still in the middle of a pandemic. Make sure you're practicing social distancing and wearing a mask. And if you choose to, get the vaccination as well. I'm thinking about getting it myself. Hope everybody has a great day, and I will talk to you next week. Bye. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.